Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... And I'll give it a unspun. I, I like to do that because it's so offensive to Amanda. But uh, a little, little, you got a little taste of England, I guess. Royalty, dude. Well, so did Amanda because I, I mean, know. Amanda and I are tight on on all things Invictus Games. Um, I got pulled into this because Scott Moore, who for those who may be don't know who he is, you should. You you've definitely seen his work. He's the guy that created Sportsnet, and then he hired me at CBC, and then he hired me at Breakfast Television um, when he moved from CTV and then to Rogers and then to CBC and then back to Rogers. Um, right. So amazing individual. And he texts me a couple of weeks ago and says, you're going to be seeing a lot more of me. Uh, it's not public yet, but I'm the new CEO of Invictus Games. And I'm like, that's fantastic. And then he invites me to this dinner that was last Friday, the launch of Vancouver Whistler 2025. But he also told me, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, forgive me if I did, but Heart of Invictus on Netflix. He said, you need to watch this right now. And I take direction from Scott Moore very well because this man has done great things for my career and he's a good friend and I trust him and I would love to work with him and I've always enjoyed working with him. One of the best leaders ever. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not blowing smoke. That's just a fact. Um, so he, he said, watch Heart of Invictus on Netflix and it's a five-part series and I watched it and I was just blown away. For everything you think you know about Prince Harry, you don't until you watch Heart of Invictus. Oh my goodness, it's wild. And it's, anyways, you should watch it. So then I find myself going to this dinner on Friday. I sit down at the place with my name on it. Scott, Scott sitting next to me, his wife, Becky. I've got Charmaine Crooks to my left and her husband. I sit down and then I look over and I notice that the chairs right next to me are the Duke and Duchess of Sussex chairs. That's pretty cool. Like George two feet from them if i was sitting any closer to them i would have been sitting in between them anyways it was amazing i got the first hand look at just how much these two love each other this was hours and hours of of um speeches on invictus and then harry spoke two hours into it and he little literally started with wow it's i think this is the first time that i've had so many speakers before me speak to how much this <laughs> and it was really funny but michael yeah. buble sang and there was a beautiful um a big uh drum session from some little Watt first nations uh chief dan george's descendants beautiful anyways so it was royal and it was magical and invictus games vancouver whistler is gonna be super cool and then you almost had a well. brush with the royals <laughs> exactly almost thanks amanda we uh vidge's restaurant's been our client for my client for years and years and years and years so vikram vidge is the owner and and uh and so he they they pop by for dinner then i guess the night before the, the year yes. event or maybe two nights before uh, night and before. yeah and so amanda who's a you know a huge uh you know follower of the royal family um yeah, you, you know obviously that. knew this because she's a pr person she actually there's a whole story about how this happened it's all very it's a very long story uh but it's you know amanda kind of sussed it out because we didn't so some she got a weird message on mess on on instagram saying hey we want to come to your restaurant i need a security check she's like yeah well, whatever and after she did some investigating she who would be looking for a security check who's in vancouver right now that you know that of this significance and and Vidges gets a lot of celebrities for sure and so yeah so by the time you know she figured it out just she said Vikram I think it's I think it's it's Harry 
Harry Megan, and he's like, oh, oh maybe mm, I don't know. And he, so it was, and so she sort of went for dinner and uh, didn't invite me though. She took another friend who's much more passionate about this than I am. Clearly, I mean, I, they're okay. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big I mean, celebrity lover or thing. I but don't that's really care. the thing, George. Like, it's not like I was chatting with them for the whole evening. Right. You know, they were they were sitting with um michael buble and his wife lou and david who was Eden also and his and wife Bridges. and carla yeah. qualtro and you know right. and amazing and it was fun to be a fly on the wall it was cool to be there like i said mm -hmm. i think my favorite part is watching how much they checked in on each other because yeah. if you see the photo i, I mean check it's out exactly my what videos. Said. Yeah. i'm on yeah. people magazine and yeah. and extra tv and the, the whatever <laughs> the paparazzis in in the uk yeah, the traffic was wild, but I'm literally sitting just behind them and you could see them just checking with each other and he's putting his arm around her. They're just like a couple in love. Okay. That that's exactly what Amanda said. She said they were always touching each other. Her he always had her arm on her back and, and you know, a very loving couple. Yeah. <clears throat> and of course, watching the security, as you know, was probably quite interesting as it was there. He had, couldn't go to the bathroom by himself. And you know, it was a full restaurant. His security case, people and... were behind us. We had well, oh, yeah. there was like two hundred people in the room. Um the movers and shakers. Let's get into it because the mayor was there. Uh, Ken oh. Sim and yeah, yeah good, and his wife good, Tina good, Gupta good had some fabulous shoes. I love me some Tina. I mean, these seeing people and and you see the um, you know city councilors and what have you uh, in more of a relaxed environment. It's hey, how's it going? What's going on? And you can still have opinions on what they're doing in office and still be kind to one another in person. I think that's right. something that's lost in today's world is that you know i wasn't like mr mayor what's happening with the park board because we were at the invictus games launch so no i didn't address it but boy are there some things to address here where do we let's start with the <laughs> juno awards actually let's start with the <laughs> junos because this is a real re recent thing that um vancouver city Councilor mike Classen, i think the mayor and a staffer are planning to go to the junos in halifax because they're here next year so three people need to go to the tune of 10 grand in taxpayer dollars mm -hmm. what what is what is this like what and in there they have to pay for tickets to the junos that that doesn't pass the smell test for me you have to well you think he would get a free ticket as the mayor of a major city and and the next hosting city right we're the host next year so I, i'm surprised by that so unless he's bringing a friend or his wife or who knows i i just know that for me you know i was the fiscally conservative counselor right. for seven years and here's one thing i never did i always underspend on my budget you get in a council you get a lot of money six i think it was that when i was six thousand dollars a year to spend on events i i would spend maybe 10 percent of that yeah. and i did that on purpose and it didn't help me in some ways because i didn't go to all these fancy events and i didn't pay for them and i, I just didn't go i because i thought you know what i need to i need to represent i have to i have to walk the walk if I'm going to talk about being more conservative about our how we spend our money in our city and how our taxpayers, and I have to be an example of that, even if nobody cared and nobody and no and I never really nobody ever did a story about how amazing it was that I spent the less of any, least of any counselor, um, but I did, and it was intentional, and and because of that commitment, I think it's important. It's optics in politics so often, and this story just drives me nuts. We are sitting here with a 10% tax increase day year two. Uh, and not only that, probably three or four years of these giant tax increases. And, you know, there's, there's still this perception that we have the lowest taxes in Canada. I don't care. That's bullshit, first of all. But also, you know, who cares? I, I know what my tax bill is. And if it goes up by 10%, 10 every year, 
come on, Mike. There's no way that anything else in my life is, you know, from a revenue point for you. Like, that's just cruel to not, to all of us. And to then say, because they can't find places to cut or they, they've tried and they've just, this is inflation and blah, 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 blah. I would argue this. that this is a good opportunity to cut. In, in that, you know what? If somebody should go, quote unquote, should go, it should be an optional go and it should come with a welcome wagon from the Juno organizers, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, the Juno organizers uh, in Halifax. One person goes, flight is covered. The Juno's out there, put you up in a hotel. There's yep. no per diem. You want to go because you want to do it. It's not, this is not a necessary work trip and certainly not one that requires three people to go to have a good time and take in the Junos in Halifax. I would look at it mm -hmm. as you don't even need to attend the event. If truly you're looking at the activations around the Junos in Halifax, you need only go and hang out at the local pub and look around, see what they're doing. What are they doing? What could you do better? And that only takes one person to do. It does not need a staffer and the mayor and a counselor. And I heard about this initially, not through the newspapers. I did uh, the BC Care Providers uh, Care to Chat this past week on a panel on Alzheimer's and and community caring for people with dementia and Mike Klassen, who used to be with BC care providers is now a city councilor, came up, said hello and told me about going to the Juno's end again, going back to that. I saw him in a space where I wasn't in a, an official capacity as a journalist. When he told me all this, I was kind of going, Oh, hmm. Hmm. and then I saw it in the paper the next day and I'm like, here it comes. Cause it does sound fun. I mean, if somebody says, George, sure. will you go with us to Halifax, to the Junos, to check it out. What are you going to say? No, no, you're not. But yeah. when you think it through, when you're, you're kind of a city councilor, and I love, I love how you frame this because you're not casting aspersions here. You're saying be better at walking the walk. And I think mm -hmm. that is an incredibly salient point here. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand how this cannot be how this is so lost on on this council i think paul nixie who used to work with vision it was early very influential in the behind the scenes uh he's fairly prolific on twitter he and i were probably arch enemies but way back in the day he didn't like me much when i was in council but we've become friends now and, and yeah. share the similar opinions about abc which but, is you know funny. He, he in his opinion and i've always said this that i was always amazed at how tight vision was for years like they were lockstep they there was no they, they didn't break down at all the way we're seeing abc in year two the way the you know, park board and this and that but you know so he's sort of saying i he, he that's what he's coming to this is this is there's something deeper going on here that you've got this kind of arrogance so early on in your mandate usually it takes several years to become arrogant to think going to the junos and spending money like this is not a problem that takes generally years of 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 uh, unfeeling <laughs> towards people uh, right. and your electorate uh, and then all this stuff with the park board it's just it's it's dumbfounding uh, at, at how badly they are managing this process and whether or not the taxpayers and the voters of the city will you know how this will go for the next two years but so far i would say from a communications point of view, and you consider how many communications people there are at City Hall, no less than there were prior to this party, yeah. by the way, probably more. Let's do a count. Hello. Has that department been cut? No. I haven't heard about any cuts, frankly, at City Hall. Just uh, turnover. There's just yeah, been a turnover. lot of turnover. It's like, who's chief of staff now? Like, who, yeah, well, who's head of who's It takes two people now? to be chief of staff. Well, it, it feels like 
and this is just, this is what we ponder on unspun because the spin is real, but you and I, the whole mission of this podcast is to go a couple of inches deeper than that. Well, a foot deeper than the headlines or the spin. Mm -hmm. And it just feels to me like the, the glow that existed with the current party in power, the mayor and the party that have the supermajority um, in Vancouver City Hall, the glow that was the anybody but Kennedy Stewart is wearing off. And now we're looking at another thing that we I neglected to add this off the top um, when we were when we were talking about the many things we're going to discuss on the podcast today is the Granville Street Bridge. The Granville Street Bridge, and there's a there's um, a court case now against the construction company by the city saying, hey, shoddy work being done. It's a danger. And then the public uh, press release says, oh, no, well, we didn't mean danger. It's not, I mean, it's danger. <laughs> oh, no. Danger for the, did you not see this? It's unbelievable. Oh, no. And I'm getting notes from people who are like, the Granville Island Soap Company is like, my office is right below this bridge. Can I tell you the debris that's falling on us? Because the work that's been done over the last number of years, equaling tens of millions of dollars, is not good. It's not good. And it, I mean, ultimately, our, our people in this city and who use that infrastructure, people from all over, uh, in, in danger. And, and the city says, no, no, not in danger, unless it's in the court filings that says it's dangerous. It's like, hmm. Yeah, well, I live right there, and believe me, it's chaotic. That's for sure. They've been working on that bridge. Uh, you know, it's, it's a the plan is interesting, the whole bridge to redo, but but they're also doing the the loops, and it's just I live in an I live in a street with an, with an alley with thousand people live on my block in four towers. So one day last week, the city had the one end of our lane closed for the related to the building of the, what they're doing on Granville Bridge. And then the, the building being built on the other. And then the, we couldn't get out of our home. Are you like, kidding? You closed both ends of our alley. We couldn't get out. It was ridiculous. They're like, uh, uh, I can't get out of my, I can't get out of my alley. <laughs> thousand they seem people like self-inflicted wounds, I'm, don't they? Imagine if you did that in the suburbs, though. If you closed off both ends of a street and it's in a, you know, it's, but nobody complained. We just said, oh, well, well I guess we'll just wait. Because <laughs> so we're taking an Uber out the other side. Yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Self-inflicted so, wounds, yeah. like what happened with the park wounds. board. Let's let's talk. I mean, mm. first, <laughs> people attacking us. I know it's funny. Lay this story. Lay the groundwork on this one. You take us. Take us. <laughs> well, you know, we're you and I have been kind of uh, on this subject, uh, park board, recently fairly vocal about our opinions on park board. Well, I don't think we were ever. That, you know, you've had some battles, but. You know, we there people are connecting ABC's decision to remove to dismantle the park board and our support for that concept because of our opinions and support for ABC. That is not what we're saying. That what we're saying true. and what we've said for how this is season six of this of our show. Uh, we've been saying this for 240 plus episodes, uh, pretty much since the beginning that there are there the park board is broken and needs to be fixed or removed yes. that is yes. not news this is not news no. to this podcast or to anybody who listens to us or hears us and i have said it on i mean i don't know how many more times i so it's nothing related to abc everything related to park board so people are coming at us and i think they're former you know, commissioners and I, and, are coming at us exactly and 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 i think and there's this whole you know movement happening and you and i have talked about this and i've said this i said this is very very risky for the mayor to do this this is this is a these 
this the park board supporters are rabid they're not a majority but they're loud and they are aggressive and they are effective and john cooper's joined them and john cooper who was running for briefly running for mayor and was a park board commissioner and park board chair for one year and did a good job that one year is part of that group and he also is the guy that saved the mcmillan bodell conservatory so this guy can get Shit done, and so with him in there, and and you got Sarah Blythe partnering with him, the two of them, or Sarah, Sarah, sorry, yeah, uh, Sarah, Blythe. Sarah Blythe, yeah, sorry, yeah, yes, no, but I get Rebecca and Sarah's names, yeah, all I know. so I Sarah know. Blythe Sarah. together, united, which is the weirdest thing ever. On this, this is a very very powerful little group against. So I'm I'm not, and that's I warned in this com. We've had this conversation, you and I, that this was very risky, and this is likely what will happen. And can he? Can the mayor and ABC work their way through it? But then you see all this other stuff happening. Uh, they got reprimanded this week. What was that? This happened they about uh, a commissioner. They got the mayor got slapped in the wrist for one of the commissioners, uh, Commissioner Christensen, who just had a baby at home, uh, wanted to zoom in virtually because I think at the time a one month old, like an infant baby, baby, mm -hmm. and uh, was the meeting was called that the mayor allegedly was going to make the announcement to park board commissioners that he was going to do away with park board. That was his plan. It was going to be public the next day. She wanted to um, zoom in uh, virtually. And he was like, no, you either come here or you don't like what, what, what are you doing? Yeah. What change your meeting? Are you... And going back Whatever. to the former commissioners who are, like you said, rabid. And I would say that a number of the former commissioners, a number of people involved here, um, I would consider the good ones, right? Yeah. When it comes to our park oh, yeah. board opinions in the past, I've been very, what really pisses me off here is they're now going, you guys are I all know. about this party. And it's like, oh, I see what's happening here. You only appreciate my voice and my platforms if I'm on your side. Mm. And let me tell you, and I am speaking directly to those who know exactly who they are. I was never on your side I was on the side of what I felt was right. And I think that you and I are very clear in being true to what we believe. And oftentimes you and I don't believe the same thing and both mm -hmm. things can be true. What a concept. It's what you believe in and that they're coming for us in a way that's like you're politically driven because you it's like, you know what? No. Buzz off. And everything that I ever yes. did in support of your causes feels broken to me now because yeah. I think they're looking at me like a pawn and I'm nobody's pawn. Man. Right. It right. pisses me off anyways. And yeah. Right. And there, and there are some great, and I should it, rabbit is probably a bit of a hard word, passionate, shall I say a passionate, no. you know, but there some are, there are some stuff, great people who would love the part quote and, tweeting the quote tweets that are like yeah. rrr, rrr, down to me. Like don't ever quote tweet me again. It's aggressive. you're not going to like the tweet that I came on just before the show about you. Oh really? Like, related what to what it? I said. I know you, you'll see it. You'll you'll respond. I'll okay. See respond. Who did it this time? Anyway, uh, yes. the last Anyways. guy who came at me hard on uh, Twitter uh, came aggressively into my DMs and then was like, even after I blocked him, I actually reported him to the cops. There's yeah. a file open on him it's now. Not, it's not that aggressive. It's no, just, but I'm just doing I find that. This now. one's a bit patronizing. I think. Oh, is it one of the like, mansplainers? Oh, yeah, a little those. bit like that. A little bit like that. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk BC budget. I'll look at that later. I don't really care. Uh, BC yeah. budget. Um, how do you feel about the BC budget? Oh, gee, I wonder how I feel about money. <laughs> like, come on, the world's it's a, our highest deficits. This is where our it's insane. It's out of control. I mean, okay, we had COVID. I understand. Yeah. Uh, they doubled our debt in in three years. Doubled our 
provincial debt in three years doubled doubled our debt that's a that's a lot and uh and now they're seeing record deficits record deficits per year and no end in sight for this uh it's un unbelievable it's an and, election year so it's no surprise that they're like we're not cutting because yeah, they'll be able to cookie, cookie 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 and, cookie until november and it was item four on global last night so it wasn't even, you just knew budgets were always a top story sure there was a gunfight in white rock that's unusual but uh unusually right. pushed to the bottom of the first half hour of a massive budget that means i would say that people don't care i don't know didn't we also kind of know this budget last year because budgets are like three years right like that's know. this is not a huge surprise given covid given the fact that our healthcare system is imploding that we've had to you know deal with policing issues uh, that are costing millions of dollars a month. Um, you know, somebody's got to pay for all this stuff and then trying to do the housing starts and yeah, figuring that yeah. stuff out. Like we're, we are in crisis. There's no way out of the health and housing and, and policing and, and many other crises that we find ourselves in, in 2024 without spending money. That's how I look at it. But, do I well, love the fact that it's doubled the budget? No. Do I think any other party would have fixed it differently? No. Well, I don't agree with that, but I, I say that you're uh, allowed that to the, not agree with yeah, me, but I honestly yeah, feel that the, the opposition going, you're spending what? And then I look at mm, what did they spend when they, oh, right. They're the ones I that say, dragged all of our cash out of ICBC. I remember that. Two things to point out in my mind related to our economy. And if the budget's related to the economy is one, we have the worst performing economy in Canada now. It's like 0% growth. This is not good. Second, what are the, where government, when you think about how to get yourself out of a, in a bad time, build things, what are they building besides the stuff that was approved before they were elected by, by the BC liberals at the time, which right. is site C or the whole Northern stuff. And, and then, uh, and, and the hospital in Vancouver, there's been nothing really They've canceled a lot of things. Yeah, they almost that, built no... a billion dollar museum. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing they announced and it didn't happen. Thank God. This government is not doing anything of significance besides increasing uh, the bureaucracy by, I think it's 30% and uh, mandating that all projects have to be built by unions, uh, workers, which gives a monopoly for any projects to union companies only, uh, mm. which, you know, where you stand on the union issue, but that really limits your opportunity to be uh, good with the money on spending on projects. And but they're not building many projects anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Where you're going to get the skilled workforce that fall under that category specifically also limits what can be done. You know, not, I'm certainly not suggesting that this is perfect by any means, but I'm not surprised by a big, fat, spendy budget in an election year. Can we talk a little bit about the insider baseball that we saw happen with John Rustad, the Conservative Party of British Columbia's uh, sharing of the response he received from the BC United leader, Kevin Falcon, when he suggested, reached out and suggested that the two right-leaning, moderate right mm -hmm. and further right-leaning parties in British Columbia joined forces to go up against the NDP and the response from uh, Kevin Falcon alleg allegedly was? Well, they're all open to it, right? F off. <laughs> Actually, it was F you, I think. What? Yeah. Well, this is... This in is... so many words. This is politics in BC now. There's really got to be an alignment with these 
two parties in order to beat the NDP. There's no doubt about it. You just you're just going to have 80 seats or whatever it might be for the NDP will win. Uh, it's it's just challenging. I mean, and we live and we've talked about this. We're live. I, I hate the fact that we're going to extremes in politics and that's happening here in BC. And so BC United's trying to be centrist. Um very challenging given that they've changed their name from the liberals, which would have given them that center feeling. Um, as we've talked about in the past, name changes are very, very complicated and a process that you have to follow to do it from a marketing point of view. Uh, so I, I, if they can't get their shit together this year before, like before summer, then we're going to have uh, yeah, four party race. Uh, we'll see how the green parties does in certain ridings, it might help them to have those two parties because quite often people who are conservative often will vote green. I know my mom switched from conservative to green. I'm like, why? It's quite common. It's uh, a lot of people like decide, I guess, come to Jesus when they get older and think about the, (laughs) I don't know. I think the green party is the answer. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be ugly uh, in, uh, in October. If, if we can't figure this out, the one thing that they've talked about, I know that I've talked to MLAs, uh, about okay, you take this riding, we'll take that riding, you and then have a coalition at the end if right. they can do it. If they can pull off a majority together, in and they divide up the ridings, uh, then there's an opportunity there for just pick and choose the ridings you know you can win in, get the get the majority combined. It's possible, and, and the numbers are there. The numbers are there for NDP to lose for sure. Um, I know it may sound shocking to people, but it's true. The data is is significant for the against the NDP currently. It's hmm. only that the opposition is. So you're predicting uh, split. the NDP will lose. If the if the BC United and the Conservatives could figure this out, and make sure that they're only running one person per riding, then they would they would get they would either have a minority or a majority. But I would say majority in 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 the, in the legislature combined. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask about. A couple of other things they walked back because you and I were talking before it was even in in the paper and on radio. The Land Act um, changes the modifications yeah. to the Land Act. Remember we were talking about yes. how it's coming. It's happening up on the Sunshine Coast, and it's going to be and control. there's going to be consultation mm-hmm. on all things uh, with First Nations and moving forward on all, all Crown land across the province as a model that would be across the country and it'll be BC's first. Da, da, da not happening walking back going for consultation the public out outcry following that so significant that uh that nathan cullen has has um really taken the hit and said sorry about that i should have probably asked you guys if (laughs) it's 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 bringing bring it back to the park board in vancouver it's kind of like you know what point does ken sim go oh god this is just not worth it (laughs) it's like god and i think that's where the provincial government was like oh crap election year makes a difference but also is this really worth having this battle but it's in there they're thinking about it it's probably going to happen if they win a majority in this government they're going to push it through and in uh, next year um, because it's something they care about, and it's a significant decision. On but how... they did say that they're going to be doing consultation on it, so there'll be Whatever. there'll be more details. <laughs> sure. Because, well, I mean, okay, this show's called Unspun. I mean, I know that, I know that you're I know that you're anti this, and you want to make it a little bit scary for people. It's going to be rammed through next year, da da da. Or, or there might be way more information as to how this would work. Reconciliation needs to be a, a, an important piece of all government moving forward in my opinion and i think that doing it in a in a meaningful way but having having it be something that neither entity 
coming together in government truly understands. And it can't be explained to the people who live here and pay taxes here. I mean, all of those things need to be addressed and they weren't. Yeah. The way this was unfolding was yeah. a horrible mistake in that it was just like buried on a website somewhere and it was going to radically impact people that hadn't even been thought through. Everybody went directly to mining and and resources. And really it was impacting people who had a dock on the waterfront for 60 years on this, you know, Northern Sunshine Coast. It was like, all of a sudden it's like, nope, we've decided that's not going to work. It's like, well, yeah. sorry, is that, is that part of what this is? Like, is it, yep, it's everything. And now it's not everything. It's just going to be like, let's pause for a second. It's kind of like the flipping tax in the BC budget. There are people like, what if it's a senior who bought a home and then all of a sudden suffers from dementia in the same year and needs to move into care, has to sell their house. Do they get taxed at 20% on their primary residence? No, because there are exceptions because that's been explained that there will be exception exemptions for, for some things. And I think that there's not enough of that explanation in some of these things that are, are coming up and, and just being like, we're doing this. Reconciliation is an interesting word. And I think gets misused in, in by people thinking of what, what is reconciliation? Reconciliation is a, it's a two way street. It's about us reconciling too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so consultation is important. I just worry that this spin of reckon of of, of consultation. I love what the Musqueam and the and the Squamish uh, and the Tsleil-Waututh, but the Musqueam and the Squamish nations have really grown up in their business acumen mm -hmm. and how they are functioning. Like there was a time where it was really not. Um, you know, the the influx of whatever cash would go to the chief, and then the peoples would still suffer, and that's no longer for the most part with the major nations and there are hundreds of nations across this country. So as a humble learner, I understand that I'm making generalizations here. Thank you. I raise my hands in gratitude. Uh, but the fact is you used to drive across the Lionsgate bridge and what looked like a shanty town for decades now looks like a bustling, beautiful community of people who are feeling empowered. And I think that's an important part of our society. I think that, that, you know, that working both ways, it does. Mm -hmm. We're going to have rental units that are being built in an expedited fashion because the nation is saying we're building on our land. We're building. Well, also, they don't have to deal with the city government. Exactly. You know, all the bureaucracy. Exactly. I mean, I work with the developers out in the valley that only build on uh, First Nations land. And it's a very expedient process. We should follow, uh, you we have should follow to get that model. Done fast. Yeah. So somehow people will survive, George. Um, OK, we've got like just two minutes, uh, two minutes left in this. I wanted to get one more thing in with you about the Chohan Trucking Company that mm. lost their license completely after six strikes of overpasses. They're suing the province. And then Transportation Minister Rob Fleming just goes, you know what? No more. Are, are we seeing a shift in 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 maybe some more swift and meaningful consequences for some of these repeat offenders? I don't know. I have, I have little faith in that decision in that they, they, they'll they take it to court and they'll win back their license. I really yeah. do. I think they will. I don't think it's, I don't think the, the legal uh, there's the legal boundaries of the government to, to do what the, they did. And so I think they probably will win in court to get their license back. And, and frankly, they'll just start up a new company with a new number and buy the trucks from each other and relaunch. Uh, the question is, 
competence and, and 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 oversight why is this even happening why is it even possible to happen who who's overseeing this process of that this yeah. company can actually exist in, in in the first place and others who are also misusing the way they run their businesses how is this possible i would say that the government needs to look internally and think about the processes that they have that are allowing this to happen as opposed to just saying you are out terrible right. business operator obviously but i would say that they will likely win in courts to come back be interesting. To, I, you know, so many of the brake check and load check and the roadside way stations and all of those things oh, that where, used those to are be, all gone. I They're know. Gone. That's my point. Mm -hmm. Where did they go? And when did we assume That's... that everybody was fine? There's there's more to that story. I just wanted to slip that in there. So mm -hmm. thanks for uh, that. Uh, follow along and quote tweet me and rage at me and I'll block you at Jody Vance. Uh, George, you are uh, a great follow on social media at George underscore Affleck at George underscore Affleck. Unspun podcast happens every Thursday, except for when George is busy and then it has to happen on a Friday. Sorry, we're late, guys. Make it a great day. Bye, George. Bye.